FM. Welcome to episode 8 of the Thinking of Youth podcast. You can call me Theo. I'm the project coordinator of Bridges to the Future ASEAN Youth Employment Program. I'm your host for this episode. Today, we will be discussing with youth across ASEAN and also our main partners in this episode entitled Bridges to the Future Talks with ASEAN Youth and Google.org. This episode is building on the spirit and excitement of one of our ongoing program called the Bridges to the Future ASEAN Youth Employment Program. This program is implemented by ASEAN Foundation in collaboration with Plan International and with the support of Google's philanthropic arm, Google.org. This program aims to support ASEAN youth in acquiring the necessary 21st century skills to re-enter workforce and build a more sustainable and secure economy post-pandemic. In short, this program is called BTF, and I'm sure all of you have been following AF and have been keeping yourself updated with all of the good things that we have been doing for the past two years. There are many exciting things that all of you, AFM, can already participate in or you can access now from the program. At the moment, we have our region-wide research around youth employment titled Mind the Gap, Mapping Youth Skills for the Future in ASEAN, launched in June 2022, and you can download that through our website, our job information center, ASEANjobs.org, our multiple job fair, and many, many trainings we have been implemented for the past two years. Today, specifically, we would like to reflect on the journey of the program and hearing from our youth, local partner from Google.org around the program, what they have gained, what are their reflections from different set of activities implemented and how the program has benefited them. Without further ado, we are very excited to have three of our amazing speakers in this episode. Later on, they will say hi, but please welcome Richie. Richie, do you want to say hi to our listeners? Hi, hello everyone. Hope you're all doing great. Welcome Richie to this episode. Richie is Brighty from Bridges to the Future program under the intervention of Plan Indonesia. Second, we also have Huyen. Huyen, do you want to say hi? Hello. Welcome Huyen. Huyen is our local partner in Vietnam from Hanoi Association of People with Disabilities. And last but not least, our partner from Google.org, Maria, welcome. Thank you so much, Theo. It's a true pleasure to be here today and learn and share with our fellow panelists. Welcome. Welcome, three of you, Maria, Richie, and Huyen in the podcast, and all of you guys, AFM and listeners. You can tell that this discussion, we bring three different perspectives into this episode. We have our youth beneficiary by Richie, we have our local implementing partner in Vietnam, and we have our representative from Google.org, we will discuss around how BTF has been implementing things for the past two years, specifically in Indonesia and Vietnam. And without further ado, I think I do want to kickstart the conversation, definitely hearing from our partner and our beneficiary from Indonesia and Vietnam. I think as we have the youngest person in the room, Richie, I think as the program focusing on young people, I think it's really great to start the conversation with you. Perhaps to start, my first question for you, Richie, is which program activity that you can share that you have you been involved under BTF program? 
And do you have any insight, any reflection that you get from participating under BTF, Richie? Thank you, Theo. So yes, I'm one of the brighties for BTF Indonesia. And as brighties, I was actually involved in different like workshops, classes. And for the workshops and classes, I think the topics are mainly about digital marketing. But besides digital marketing, we also get like support from the mental health side, like how to manage stress, how to manage like a burnout, things like that. And besides that, every several months we have this career fest where we can hear and even got recruited by the participating companies. So as brighties, I always felt the productive energy. Because it was like the middle of pandemic, right? We can't meet anyone, but, you know, having a workshop and class each night discussing like topics that we're interested to is a really amazing time. And one of the topics that I very engaged was about the UI UX research. They really separate the UI design and the UX research class, which not many like companies even separate those two job desks, but it was really great time. And besides that, we also learn about like graphic design, copywriting, and yeah, mental health workshop, right? Like how to handle insecurities even. And it really does support my time now as a student. And even as, uh, well, I'm a learner, right, in Apple Developer Academy, and it really helps a lot. The classes really help me a lot throughout my personal or professional program. Thanks, Richie. And maybe just to follow up before we move to hear the story from the Vietnam side, I think just a follow-up question to Richie. You mentioned a very good insight around it's not only the technical skills, but also mental support. So through the program, do you think beyond the skills learning, you get a sense on the comprehensive support throughout the pandemic where you cannot go out as well? Does that spirit also being planted and being supported throughout your engagement, Richie? Very much, yes. Because like having someone to talk to, having a community where you can feel comfortable with, it's a very pleasure, you know, because we can't, we can't meet anyone <laughs> throughout the pandemic. But, you know, we have a community where we can just share our thoughts, gain insights. And like, it's amazing, <laughs> a really amazing time. <laughs> Thanks, Richie. I think it's interesting to see the story from Indonesia. But as the program focusing on Vietnam, as well as the two pilot countries, I think we want to hear from Huyen, which is our local implementing partner, helping implementing different activities in Hanoi. Huyen, can you please share with us perhaps what activity that you guys are engaging in Hanoi and perhaps what new insight you are learning when implementing and working for the program? Yeah, it was an interesting event and like from outside, we are organizations of persons with disabilities in Hanoi. And then, you know, after two years of COVID pandemic, so we cannot organize like a, a big event like that with nearly 400 persons to attend the events. And for the person with disability and especially for youth with disability, this is a really great chance for them to contact, to meet each other, and especially to look for the employers, uh, company who seek to employ or recruit person with disabilities. And you know, for the person with disability, due to some limitation in terms of education or digital skill or internet connection, 
So when we can meet face to face like this, it is easy for them to discuss, to contest, get the connection with others. So it is really meaningful events for us. And yeah, we want to express our gratitude to the AS and especially for Tao Antio. And we heard a lot about Google. Yes, actually, we work a lot every day, like my work. We use a good <laughs> so it is very advantageous for youth right now, especially in the areas of technologies. Thanks, Huyen. And I think just to give a visual element for our listeners, what happened in Hanoi in early September is that there is a big job fair for hundreds of people with disability coming. There are buses helping people to come participate. Mm. There are lunch provided, people can get free haircuts. So mm. there are so many different things. I think with your story, I do just want to give mm. a visual element to our listeners to what actually happened with BP Hanoi. And maybe now I would like to move to perhaps we have heard from youth beneficiary, we have heard from Huyen, and now I think it will be interesting to see from our partner, google.org. Maria, I think we from AF and even I think our local partner, even Richie, who is one of our youth beneficiary, are very curious on how google.org sees this program with all the activity conducted. Richie mentioned about the training. Huyen mentioned about the job fair. Perhaps do you want to share on how Google see this program and mission and vision, particularly regarding how this program has been implemented as well, Maria? Absolutely, Theo. And it's really inspiring to hear about a story from Richie or how Huyen is implementing this initiative locally in, in Vietnam. It's really inspiring to hear both stories. And, and especially as Huyen mentioned, it's really also interesting to hear about how technology is enabling organizations locally, right? So Google.org is Google's philanthropy. And our vision is very simple. It's to have a positive impact on the world. So how do we do this? We know that the people closest to the problem often have the best solutions. So we hear about all of your stories here. So we support the social innovators who are tackling some of the world's biggest challenges. These social innovators are closely connected to the communities in need. So they are not only able to help define the problem, but also the solution. And then we support them with the three main resources from Google.org. That is our funding, our technology, and our Google volunteers to supercharge that impact and scale the initiatives on the ground. So, Theo, why is Bridges to the Future, this program that is helping underserved and impacted job seekers, very important to us, to Google.org? So I would say three main reasons. The first one, we always ask ourselves where we can be helpful, where we can uniquely contribute through our knowledge and expertise and resources, how we can help the social impact organizations and NGOs, organizations like yours, Thea, ASEAN Foundation, or Plan Indonesia, or Hanoi Association of People with Disabilities, and then we listen. What are the local societal challenges? What is the data telling us? 
The other Bridges to the Future ASEAN Youth Employment by organization ASEAN Foundation in partnership with Plan Indonesia is just one of the examples. You had a great idea to address the youth employment crisis in the midst of COVID-19 across both countries, as you said, Indonesia and Vietnam. And you were hoping to do that through this three-pronged approach. As you said, to identify the most needed skills for vulnerable job seekers through this labor market and skills demand and the future research. Next, to provide these markets and young people with skills and market-driven vocational training. And finally, online and blended job matching assistance. We learned about technology and we heard Leanne here talking about technology and how technology is a powerful part of solution for COVID-19 recovery. And it's the same for this program as well, and especially through the job matching platform, asinjobs.org. So that is where Google.org came in to help. And that is how we are supporting the nonprofits with all of our resources. The second one is contributing to the cross-sector partnerships and hopefully enabling NGOs to help the local economies by scaling their initiatives through this partnership with the government. It is really encouraging to see that through the implementation of this program, ASEAN Foundation and Plan Indonesia have been partnering with many of the government entities, such as Senior Labor Official Meeting of ASEAN, and Indonesia, in Indonesia, Minister of Manpower, and Indonesia, Minister of Education, just to name a few. Or in Vietnam, Hanoi Department of Labor's Invalid and Social Affairs Department of TWET and the Ministry of Labor's and Hanoi Center of Employment Services, amongst others. And the third and the final reason is why this program is so important to every single one of us here. We, TIA, live in a digital world full of new opportunities of artificial intelligence, augmented reality, machine learning. And while that's amazing, we also know that for many people, some of these opportunities are out of reach, and especially for the most marginalized ones. The World Economic Forum predicts that half of us will need to learn new skills by 2025. That's one in every two current employees as the adoption of technology increases. Skills like critical thinking and problem solving top the list. The emerging skills also include self-management, such as active learning, resilience, and others. But as I said, learning new skills is not a possibility for everyone. New jobs will be created and young people should be able to access new skills to remain valuable for the labor market. And Thea, if there is one thing that I've seen from this unexpected outbreak is the resilience and the creativity of organizations and businesses, but also, most importantly, individuals from across the region. Yeah. Thanks, Maria. I think that's echoing everyone's in this room opinion around perhaps how we see the program help, how we see the digitalization and how the utilization of digital tools have been helping all of us to go through the pandemic and also post-pandemic. I think uh, Richie mentioned about the UEUX training, which is also a digital. There is a one line of discussion here around the digitalization. Huyen mentioned about using technology and using Google's even to do the work or even for beneficiaries to access, which I think point out a very 
prominent element on how the program sees digitalization as one of the key elements that we want to prioritize as well. I think when Maria mentioned your last answer, Maria, you mentioned about most importantly beyond businesses, beyond organization doing things, it's also individual levels, action that individuals take to during this pandemic and within the program actually matters. And I think I want to bring back that conversation back to maybe this time to Huyen. First, Huyen, I think Maria mentioned about the power of individuals to make change. And I think, I believe you had a very insightful journey, either participating, implementing activity under BTF, but also throughout your work in Hanoi Association of People with Disability. If you can pick one story to tell Huyen about the power of individuals in making change, which one is the most interesting story that perhaps you want to share, either it's specifically under BTF or your work working for employment around people with disability, Huyen? Yeah. So thank you, Tao, and also Maria for raising the issue that everyone should be like a gift. And I know that in every one of us, we also have a kind, different kinds of gifts and we want to share to deliver our positives and that's uh, we make change. And you know, for persons with disabilities, uh, a lot of people, they feel like not confident in themselves. And so many of them are not like uh, hesitant and very hesitant to go out or to contact with other person and just make a lot of them like in the unemployment status. So this kind of job affair like this is a kind of place for them to exchange, to meet with other person. And also when they come to the job affair, they see like other peers the same situation with them and inspire them to find another job. And they feel that, okay, that's only having a job. So brings the income. We make some independence so they can make choice. Well, that's the issue for person with disabilities. And I heard uh, one of the story is very simple, but from the person, personal, that person can realize and make a little change in themselves, a person like with the slight mental disabilities, and guy came to the job affairs, and after that, he came back home, and he tell with the family members that today I came to the job affairs, and I can have a freelance, and I got a haircut, and I made a contact with a friend, and after that, he contact with that person, and it changed, and he knows that oh, I can have a friends and I can like uh, contact with other and maybe possibility to find a job like another person. And that time she shares that idea. And uh, so today I'm, I, I didn't contact with that person, but from my colleagues, yeah, that person makes interviews in a company. So I have not follow up if he can got a job. That's a small and little change from that individual person. But I think it's a small step, but it can make a little, a little, but uh, yeah, he can change and everyone can change themselves and 
our society, our communities, we change. So, yeah, very simple story. Yeah, I think you highlight a very important spirit that this program has as well about giving mm. the agency back to people, mm. to young people, to youth with disability. So giving the agency back, knowing that, you know, throughout the activity that we conducted, is, it's one of the shit that we give yeah. that they can take the journey as well with themselves. We are here to support. I think Maria mentioned this early on about how Google see opportunity to support people, to support organization doing great things. It's all about giving the agency back to people who will go into that journey individually as well and to some context collectively. I think as we are on the discussion about the power of individual, giving the agency back, I think again, with the program focusing on youth, I think this question will be very relevant to Richie. Richie, I think being young, I think there is, there is a certain either stereotype, also pressures to reach certain goals. And you know, I think with your sharing before, you have highlighted how the program has helped you. But beyond the technical element on you receive trainings, you meet with other people, do you have any similar story that you perhaps want to share to young people across ASEAN around the journey and perhaps interesting idea that you get after participating from the program that you feel maybe this is something that I want young people across ASEAN to also listen and to hear, Richie? Okay, thank you, Theo, for the opportunity. And that's an amazing story, Huyen. Thank you for sharing. Love the vibes, love the energy. And as a brightees, actually, I mean, not only in brightees, but as a brightees, we took part in like a six-month program, right? And after we like sort of graduate, we can apply to be like the coordinator sort of for the next batch. And the coordinator are called Buddy. So as brighties, I already gained a lot of insights. I met a lot of friends, made a lot of community, right? Community leaders and I have all very amazing sessions. But as a buddy, I think I have one this unforgettable journey. So first we have to apply, right? As a buddy, we have to feel like the some motivation. Why why would we want to be the buddy? Why would we are the perfect candidate, etc.? And well, fortunately, I was chosen to be the buddy. And I still remember I lead the class for batch four. I was batch three, right? I was in charge for batch four in the 3C class. So it's like four strict 3C class. And the most interesting, and I still remember it despite it's already like a year ago. So that time we opened like sort of opportunity for the brightest in batch four to be like the master of ceremony to be like the moderator in our workshop in our events and one of my brightest want to apply but he was in a condition that he's hearing impaired like he have to use the cc translator to be able to like fully focus on the events but he have this energy that i want to apply i want i really want to apply and i think i'm the perfect candidate and i truly support course like that's what we're all about right from youth to youth i'm truly support and really impressed for his energy for his like excitement and well he got the chance and it really remarkable because you know being in an organization where inclusivity accessibility is really like foundation it's truly like a very amazing feeling like you feel like you're supported every time you feel like you're amazing you feel like you are loved and an opportunity like that, you know, being a master of ceremony despite your conditions, I think it's his first time and 
opens up to other opportunities like for him in the future. So I think like the thing that I want to share, I think the thing that I really learned, I have three points I note here is that everyone can lead and either you lead a group, either you lead a community, a company, even if you're a professional or just leading yourself, you're doing great so far. And like the thing is that I really want everyone to know is everyone deserves the same chance for everything. Like we are all equal. and despite the conditions despite all of the i don't know bad stigmas in happening in the society like we all deserve the same chance and you have to believe in i mean you have to believe in yourself right you have you have to trust yourself first then other people will start to trust you if anyone else can trust you you have to believe in yourself first yeah bt i feel like we have a hopeful future in the region looking at how you see things and i'm sure the listener and young people across asean would echo the same sentiment on how you see things as well i think as you already pointed out around believing in yourself because there is an hopeful journey i think then it's something that we are talking about what's in the long run what's next then and i think maria i think it will be interesting to hear perhaps how do you see yourself google org has been supporting this initiative huyen and reaches are just one of the examples and one of the story that we have from on the ground but how do you think google org believes and witness that there should be a hopeful future for young people to keep improving their vehicle to reach their destination which is in one thing and under btf is a better chance to get into the job market that they really seek do you want to share perhaps how google.org and your organization perhaps envision that hopeful future maria theo how not to be hopeful and optimistic after hearing these amazing stories what i can definitely say is that humanity is at the turning point and i know that sometimes it can be hard to stay optimistic at a time when people's jobs are being impacted and SMEs are struggling to keep their businesses afloat and and especially in this post-pandemic era if we can say that but i believe that we can do this and especially if we do this together we have richie here on the call and his story he's so inspiring you're inspiring me richie not only how you're benefiting yourself but also how you're helping others as a buddy helping people with disabilities and from huan uh, we heard about the story of a person with disability and how this program is making them more confident and independent And these are just some of the stories, right? I know that Theo, we talked about this story from Tui, right? Tui was born in Vietnam, and I was personally very inspired by that story as well. So in in Vietnam, she volunteered for the Association of People with Disabilities and worked as an administrator offices at the small photocopy shop. But the salary that she was getting from that shop was not enough for for her to support her family. So she decided to learn new skills to find a better paying job and that is why she joined this training with BTF for people with disabilities and she joined the job fair and luckily she was able to not only learn new skills but also to meet with the hiring companies and land a better paying job selling plane tickets at the travel agency 
personally, I am really inspired by these stories, these beneficiaries like Tui and, and, and Richie and, and what we heard from Huen, how they overcome these challenges with their perseverance and focus to learn new skills. So I am optimistic about the future. I'm also inspired by the resilience of the social impact organizations, organizations like yours, Theo, ASEAN Foundation, Plan Indonesia, Hanoi Association of People with Disabilities, who have pivoted all of your initiatives during COVID and continue helping people with disabilities as well as underserved job seekers. I'm really inspired by what you have achieved already with this program and reaching more than 20,000 youth in both countries and having more than 10,000 of them received soft trainings and more than 500 people with disabilities have been reached out of 10,000 who have participated in these job trainings. And also, I think that it was more than 3,000 youth that are hired through this program. Shout out to all of the 170 private entities who have been participating in this program. So I guess with all of this is enough to say that tackling economic recovery takes a village. And we all need to do our part as corporate sectors, social sectors, governments, or individuals. This journey will take all of us working together to ensure that the recovery is quick, comprehensive, and equitable for all. I think that we all just need to become comfortable with change. Yeah, I think... Change is sometimes uncomfortable, but no change at all is not something that we all want to see. Change is always good. It's the matter on how we make that change. And I think, Maria, I hope that the listeners can see that this type of change we envision through the program is something that we want everyone to hear. The change that coming from exactly what you said, private sector, but also local organization, even young people like Richie. I think that's very inspiring, Maria. And I think you have wow us with perhaps how the program has impacted thousands of people, specifically in Indonesia and Vietnam, but also throughout the region, throughout other components of the program. I do want to bring this question back to Huyen and Richie, who are part of the program and who are part of those numbers. Huyen make those numbers happen, helping Google.org, helping AF, making those numbers. Richie is just one of that 20,000 young people. I wish we could hear the story from 20,000 people, but then that just means we have 20,000 podcast episodes. <laughs> but I think to start, Richie, I think following on what Maria already mentioned, any expectation from you, any aspiration or hope for your peers, for young people to be more resilient and optimistic to reach their goals that you want to share, Richie? perhaps as we, we are reaching the end of this podcast as well. Yeah. Thank you, Theo, and an amazing insight, Maria. Actually, as one of the 20,000 brighties, I want to say hi to the other 19,999, I think. <laughs> You're all doing great. I'm actually not good at words, but I think what I want to share is that learning is an adventure and it lasts a lifetime. And make sure you guys enjoy and have fun in every part, in every condition, in every season, in every chapter of it. And as I said before, I think you first believe in yourself. And well, I think this may be sound cliche, but like know your value, know your worth. 
And know this, I think this is important. Know not just your strength, but also your weakness. In fact, I think knowing your weakness is way more powerful than knowing your strength because how awesome are we to be an all-rounder in every aspect of life, right? So I think knowing our weakness and our strength is both equal and important at the same time. And I think like that's all you have to believe in yourself first and the rest will come the rest with all amazing things will come if you believe despite the world is changing despite the sudden change or everything change i think you will have a firm foundation like if you have any goals if you have anything but like i think we all can google that right there are many frameworks like smart framework smarter framework f-a-c-t-a-c-t framework i think we can google that but you can't google about you you can't google things that will show you that you are an amazing person. So you have to believe in yourself first. A great life, everyone. Yeah, thanks, Richie. And Huyen, I think with Maria and Richie already shared their thoughts, the pressure is on you now. Perhaps from your side, what's your expectation, hope to echo what Maria and Richie already said about creating this hopeful future, like any aspiration, optimistic view that you want to share, Huyen? Yeah, thank you for the great program from the ASEAN Foundation and thank you very much for Google and Maria for the support and the, the missions of Google to support the youth in the ASEAN communities. And uh, I see that like uh, everyone is uh, capable of doing everything and they just want to set goal for their life. So if we have the goal for our lives, we can achieve is and for the disability communities not only in Vietnam but in the world and everywhere so using digital skill or technology in general we narrow the gap for the vulnerable groups especially for the person with disability and bring a lot of opportunity for them so I can say that like it creates a barrier for us to achieve our lives, our goals of life. So we have a pathway to do the social inclusion. And I think that, and I'm sure with the contribution from Google and also the connection from the AFs, we can like uh, challenge the convention, especially to the discrimination to the person with disabilities and we bring the change to our communities and change to the society also. Thank you very much for this wonderful, fantastic program. Thanks, Huyen. I think before, as we are nearing the end of this podcast, I do want to give the floor again. Anyone, Maria, Huyen, or Richie, any closing statement, perhaps a paragraph or a quote you want to share? to our fellow listeners that maybe you want to share. Huyen, you are still not muted, so maybe you <laughs> oh, want uh, to okay. start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, everyone should take the advantage of technologies in this era to not only to benefit ourselves, but to bring the change to the community, to the societies. Richie, I'm looking at you. And after Richie, perhaps Maria. I think I'm all good, actually. <laughs> I've said a lot of things before, and it's really 
just about believing in yourself and like don't be afraid to take the first step guys the first step is always the challenging part you don't know what will happen you don't know what the future holds you don't know maybe what other person will think about you you don't know you don't know what what will my family said what will my friends said but just take that first step you know we're still young right <laughs> took as much as fail as possible as fast as possible cool and maria to to talk huyan and richie closing anything to say to our fellow listeners I think it's really hard to top that, Theo. I'm really inspired and thank you so much for hosting us and for both uh, Huan and, and Richie for sharing your stories. I think what I'm really inspired by all of you here, the organizations, but also beneficiaries and others, and I'm sure that our listeners <laughs> would be inspired as well. And that is by the resilience of all of us here. I think what we are and what we have been going through with the recent pandemic and the changes in the world staying optimistic and as Richie taught us well continue believing in ourselves is very important so staying resilient and learning new skills so then we continue being part of this digital society and economy is very important so thank you so much Theo and and everyone on the call Thank you Maria and I think as this is perhaps the end of our 8th episode of this podcast but I also want to say thank you very much Maria thank you Richie and thank you Yen for your valuable journey and sharing that we are hearing today I think it's definitely worth sharing and I hope our listeners learn something get inspired and you know one thing to be that part of change. So I think the door is open. I think having more people doing more good things is something that I think all of us in this podcast episode would love to see. I think we are very honored to hear from three of you guys. I think it is very encouraging as we are entering the second semester of this year. I think it's it's definitely a more hopeful future for all of us. I believe that ASEAN youth listening to this podcast episode feel the same too from being able to hear your sharing. And as Huyan mentioned about, it's also about doing things to narrowing the gap. I also want to pitch in that don't forget for our listeners to also access and read our Mind the Gap report. You can access that. That is also one of our way informing ourselves about the gap and perhaps what can we do as an individuals or as an organization. Please download that, share that, or even you can take a look at some videos from young people across ASEAN disseminating the report. Lastly, if you all have any suggestion for our future topics for the discussion during this podcast, you may reach us on our social media platform at ASEAN Foundation, at Plan Indonesia, and at Plan International. Stay tuned on our social media for our latest updates and definitely the updates from Bridges to the Future ASEAN Youth Employment Program. I am Theo and with all the three speakers signing off, thank you so much for listening and stay safe.